Uh, so, everybody, today is Thursday, November 15th. It is sometime in the a.m. What's anybody up to? I'm not going to demand an order today. You know what? Mm. Grant's oh, I been... I had a good answer for this, but I forgot. <laughs> Grant's been... A lot of the time when I answer this, I'm like, Grant's spending time with Amalia. This time, Grant's spending time with Lolo. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? Roxanne's just, like, out and about enjoying the sunshine, you know? Being outside. After being, you know, stuck inside now. for a long th- amount of time. How about you, Steiner? I feel like Steiner's been so busy... As a reason, today he's just, he's taking a me day. Today he's just relaxing. Wow, (laughs) that's unfortunate. Yeah, rip. All right, so Grant Harrison. Yeah. Your brand starts burning and it's like Uh, more so than usual. And also there's like a uh, tug on it. That's uh, pretty insistent. Like this is uh, a more feverish summoning than you have had yet. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I apologize, Lolo. Sorry, gotta cut this short. Somebody really wants to talk to me. So I will go back home, spray paint my circle, and step through. And the moment that you appear in the summer court, Jippo is already waiting for you. And she says, oh, good, good, good. Um, Turn right around, get your team, go to the spring court. Hurry. Uh, Okay. All right. I give a thumbs up and I just immediately do that. Uh, I text everyone. I said, hey, uh, apparently we're needed in spring court, question mark. Is this like a thing we do? You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Technically, yes. Whatever. I mean, like, whatever. Let's just go. Yep. Emery texts you good luck with whatever this is going to be. They, Magpie, and Blackbird are up in the desert today. I figured that's what they meant when they say good luck. Mm-hmm. Steiner, once you get the text from Grant, Cam saunters up into wherever you are chilling out at the moment. It's just like, hey, boss, I got a, I got a thing to show you. <sighs> and I was hoping this would be like a nice day. All right, all right. And he, you know, puts one hand on your shoulder to steady you, presses his thumb into the center of your forehead, and you see yourself sort of and also grant it's it's kind of from like the neck down you're seeing torsos grant has some kind of weird worm in his arms and then all of a sudden it jumps out of his arms and into your chest and like disappears your skin doesn't split but it definitely goes inside you I swear I saw a movie with the same plot once, but I can't place it now. And that's going to drive me mad for the rest of the day. 
<sighs> All right. Also, Roxanne, as you are teleporting home to get your working shoes on and get to the spell circle to get into the Feywilds, you feel the pressure in your hammer space of a little packet of post-it notes. Oh. Ah, I fucking fish them out of my pocket. My my hammer space. And it's post-its exuberant handwriting saying hello, asking how are you? Yeah, I, I say hi. I was enjoying, you know, day out, but I guess now I'm working. My day's pretty good, though. Hopefully it'll stay good. She apologizes for having to have you do things. It's fine. Somebody's got to do them. And your mission this time is to keep everybody's relationships with the lesser royals neutral to positive. Huh. I think that's already failed because, you know, Grant and the Prince wars. have some sort of... The Lesser Royals, okay. Huh. Wait, is it between us and the Lesser Royals and the Lesser Royals or the Lesser Royals in themselves? That is that is a good question and I did understand it. It's, the wording on it is between you three and the Lesser Royals. Okay, so my mission is to make sure Grant Steiner or myself do not somehow acquit ourselves negatively with the royalty. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Don't think that I missed how you said Grant's name first. <laughs> Listen, well, Grant is the only about? one that like has a like established a relationship with any of them specifically. Like, yeah, and he kind of hates me. I, I think I've spoken to um, none of them. You have interacted with Lycar like maybe twice. Right. So, yeah, it makes sense that I would bring up Grant first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody can gather up at headquarters and from there, modify the circle in the garage to put you all in the spring court. Through I go. All right, so um, apparently this is going to evolve some sort of way, and that's the information I have. Huh. What about you? I ask Roxanne. I have not gotten to ask my question yet. Oh. Oh, uh, right, yeah. I forgot that you get to do that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> hmm. I always hate this because I always just want to ask what can hurt it but like <laughs> that's the most boring question to ask let's go with what sort of creature is it how about that unless that would be mm. the worst question to ask in which case I don't ask that one uh, I, f I do feel like that is an incorrect question because you are going to be told that pretty quickly. It would kind okay. of be a waste. Uh, what can it do then? Also, <sighs> I, we're told you know what? what I feel like if you know what sort of creature it is, so you're probably going to find out what it can do. 
you know, I'm just gonna ask, what can fuck, what, what can hurt it? I wanna know how to kill whatever this is. Postis is gonna be like, you always ask that. This is what I like about you, you're dependable. Roxanne <laughs> is the least dependable person. <laughs> that's that's amazing coming from a statement with Grant in a party. The least dependable person that Post-its knows. So, do you get a couple of like blank Post-its, which is w- kind of weird? But then the next one that shows up, it's it's a knife. I don't know what it's made of. It's a knife I don't know what it's made of. Yep. And then the next post-it is, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what? This is more information than I had to begin with, so it's fine. I swear to God, if it's one of the fucking shit- Is this one of the shitty fucking butter knives that you've got in your hammer space? Swear to God, if that is the weakness of this monster. Obviously, it'll be weak to my silver knife that I have. My only non-shitty one. Okay. So, three of you appear in the spring court. The court greeter seems to have been expecting you because he immediately, like... Well, he couldn't... He can't... He can't straighten his posture any more than he already is. But somehow, it's... It looks like he does for a moment. And he just says, Ah, yes. This way, please, quickly. Yeah, he's got his new like, spine <laughs> He straightens that one, too. You joke, Chloe, but that's the kind of shit they probably do in spring court. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so you three are led to the palace and then just like straight into the audience room. And... The king is there, and also the princess is there. You haven't met her before. And, well, you don't know what the princess of fall looks like, but she definitely doesn't match her boy cousins. Because they they both have a sort of, like, stateliness to them. Like, they are high elf princes of the Feywilds, and they look it, even though they're both, like, kinda teenagers, relatively speaking. But when you all get in and the king and princess see you and the king, like, motions at Quenso, is her name, Colin. (laughs) I I hate these names that you've given them. (laughs) I think Boogeyman Buddies is cancelled so we never have to say these names again. <laughs> but she gets up and she kind of looks a little bit of mess. Like her hair is frizzy and not tied back in a a hyper neat way like you might expect from someone of her station. Also, she looks kind of like a, a bit too tall and a wee bit gangly. And she's kind of got bags under her eyes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Gotta hate elf puberty. It lasts centuries. Mm. Jesus. 
but the, the the king doesn't get up from his throne. He again just motions at the princess and she gets up and like walks towards your group just like straight on and kind of blows past the three of you and calls over your shoulder. Hurry up, hurry up. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to follow. Okay, yeah. Same. So she leads the three of you to the tree off to the side of the palace that is the entrance to the guild hall. And there are three royal guards outside of the entryway, and they appear to be holding, like, clipboards with sheets of paper on them. And Quenzo just marches straight past them, but they move to intercept the three of you, and she again calls over her shoulder, hurry up and sign it and get down here. Ah, uh, hmm. I don't know. I fucking. I'm gonna speed read my NDA before I sign it. <laughs> it is literally a magical NDA. Oh, I've signed one of these before. Yeah. Yeah. N- none of you three will discuss anything that you see or hear down in the guild hall with anyone except each other. And if you discuss it with each other, it won't be within, like, even magical earshot of anybody else. And you won't, through action or inaction, try to subvert the spirit of this contract. Yeah, I'll sign it. I'll scribble it. Yeah, whatever. Gotta do it. I know I say this every time. I come to Spring Court, but I can see why I'm on the left. <laughs> you have said it before. I've said it e- literally every time. Mm-hmm. 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 I will continue to say it literally every time. Roxanne just walks away while Grant is busy <laughs> talking. I'm walking with you. I've already signed the thing. Yeah, but my bit's better if you didn't. <laughs> Too bad. And the three of you take the staircase down into the guild hall. Quenso is like standing at the bottom of the stairs with her arms crossed and she's tapping her foot real impatient like. I'll teleport to the bottom of the staircase then. (laughs) She just fucking mutters under her breath. Well, at least one of you can hurry it up. (laughs) I like her. She's mean. I'm almost tempted to just start walking slower, but I know Roxanne's mission, and I don't want to purposefully sabotage it, so... I walk a little faster. (laughs) Grant, you've been down here once before, and it is much the same as it was. There's a sort of, like medical lab quality to it. There's, There's the feel of a mostly sterile environment and people doing biomancy down here. Highly experimental biomancy. And Mm. you can hear animal noises and you can see like people formulating organs. There are definitely magical clean rooms that you pass by the entrances to. 
and you three are led into the far, far back and like actually down another couple flights of stairs. This this is way deeper than you went last time, Grant. This You are getting into like secret shit down here, like even okay. more secret shit. Okay. Quintuple secret monster formulation. <laughs> and you pass through a decontamination chamber, essentially. A pair of heavy locking doors. And when you get through the last of the doors, you are in a hallway. About halfway down that hallway, seated in a chair, elbows on his knees, tapping the heel of one of his feet against the ground in a plainly anxious way, is Prince Dweer. Oh. Was not expecting this. Uh, I, I mean, I was. And as the four of you, Princess included, in advance on him, he tilts his head, sees you all, stands up and sort of like slaps at his robes to get them to straighten out a bit. Oh shit, the normals are looking. Ah, <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Can't let the commoners see me acting bored. <laughs> well, no, not bored. He's clearly, like, kind of freaked out. Can't see the commoners act- seeing me show emotion. <laughs> yeah, I see you say that, but he doesn't put it away. He is still, like, super anxious about something as you all draw up on him. Sire? Harrison. Other Harrison. Steiner. Steiner. <laughs> right. We've met all of once. You'll have to forgive me. Things are a little bit... Uh, a lot right now. Yeah, I imagine. It would have to be to get the courts to be working together even in this limited capacity. Well, it is sort of the responsibility of the lesser royals to handle this kind of intercourt affair. Quinso just kind of rolls her eyes and shoves him a little bit, just says, can we just get on with it? We can get this resolved already. And Dweer actually, like, kind of pets at her shoulder and is like, hey, breathe. We're going to get this solved. This one's an idiot, but I know the other two are pretty competent. So it's going to be okay. And Quenso takes a big, like, <sighs> okay, right. Sorry, sorry. It's. Twitter is correct. It is a lot right now that we are dealing with. Um, let's. Let's get to it. Let's give you all the time that we possibly can. And the chair that Dweer was in was against one wall of this hallway. And against the opposite wall, there are several doors. And they take you over to one of them. And Quenso taps a rune on the door and like a window opens up. It's probably a one-way window. And there is 
somebody inside. Grant, could you roll me investigate a mystery? I want to give you a chance to ask what sort of creature is it. Okie dokie. Uh, I got an eight. You did get an eight. It means you get to ask one. Would you please ask the one that I told you to ask? <laughs> uh, where did he get? No, okay. What card sort of creature is it? <laughs> <laughs> it being me went to your house to axe kick you <laughs> in half. Can I watch? Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Colin, I'm, I'm going to do... Something, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. I'm actually going to give you the information in a DM, and you can dole it out as you like to the rest of the group. Cool! That's, That's a fun way to do it. Yeah. You do recognize this creature because of your formal training and your years and years of interacting with the Fae. Holy shit! How did you guys get a changeling? I mean, how did you get? They're just, they're people. They live here. I mean, I mean, like, no, like, how did it get down here? All the way, like, are you just doing stuff with it or, or him? No. Her? Them? Him. Okay, him. him. All right. He works here. Okay. All right. Uh, so, guys, that's a changeling. They, um, Steiner, I told you about mimics, right? I'm aware of mimics. Okay, uh, so... I remember that little episode there, yeah. Yeah, um... <laughs> changelings are basically people mimics. They can turn into, like, different people. They can't, like, change their shape too... too much. Like, like they, like there's always, like, a... Yeah, pretty much. Like, a do doppelgangers... Uh, changelings are, like, less powerful than doppelgangers. Doppelgangers can, like, straight up transform into different people. They... Uh, changelings usually have to have like some sort of tell like they always have like the same rough facial structure or like the same color eyes or something like that huh okay yeah I'm assuming there's something else going on here other than there is a changeling in the next room over yes we are less concerned with Yoris here is his name and more concerned with what he and his wife and their son have done. Iris is one of the Guildhall's premier creature developers. And he has done, he and his family have done some thievery that has put us all in a very difficult position. Did he take his work home with him? Uh, if only it were that simple. And Dweer draws some runes on the window and then like taps it and the image changes and it's sort of x-ray except it's in color and you can see that Yuris has something inside of him. In fact, multiple somethings. Oh. Oh, that's the worm thing. That, um, hmm. I'm not an expert. I'm going to guess those are not supposed to be there then. 
No, uh, we weren't even aware that they had a functional clutch yet, much less 12 of them. Although, of note, there are three inside that you can see. Oh, okay, so there's nine more that are unaccounted for. Or are they accounted for? They are all accounted for. The way in which they are accounted for is exceptionally problematic. Oh, are there more inside others? Yes. Specifically, his wife, his son, and a human child. Ah. Roxanne pinches the bridge of her nose. I know enough about folklore to know why they have a human child, but I'm going to ask anyway, why do they have a human child? (sighs) Urias and his wife, Idria, they want to stop working at the Guild Hall and go live on Earth. However, they are, and this is Quenso telling you this, they are too important and too dangerous to be allowed to leave. They are too good at what they do for it to be safe. So they took one of the projects that we've been working on and they managed to shuttle their son, Perud, off to Earth and set up a network of these worms between all four of them. We don't know where Idria is. We don't know where the human child is. Presumably, Perud is currently living as the human child. Okay, side note. I know this thing is like some sort of a deep sea polychaete worm, but it also really, really looks like fruit by the foot, and I want to take a bad bite out. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just looks like a gummy worm. Okay, okay. It is the ultimate gummy worm. I will spoil things for you right now. It is a gusher, but it is not a flavor you would enjoy. Forbidden (laughs) gummy worm. (laughs) (sighs) So both of the royals just kind of like work themselves through a bit of nervous ticking. Dwyer is rubbing one of his thumbs into the center of the opposite palm and Quenso is just like massaging at her temples. So he's basically holding himself, his wife, his kid, and a human kid hostage in order to leave? It is specifically the human child that is being held hostage. Okay. Okay, so, like... Obviously, whatever this um, I parasite, I guess, is, it's dangerous, but like, in what way? Okay. This is, the, the project file is the star-crossed parasite. What these things do is that once these once the worms reach maturity they will pair bond and then immediately separate for life 
the bond is magical in nature and it can cross dimensional boundaries. So it, it is reaching Perud on Earth and Idria and the human child wherever they're hiding. We don't know yet. Problem is, is that if the worm is extracted from its host or killed or even just damaged, it kills the host that it is inhabiting and triggers a suicide in its mate, which then kills the mate's host. Fun. Well, I can see why you were making this thing and also why it is dangerous now. So, here's why we're calling you all in. We have no idea how to break the pair bond or extract it safely. Okay. We had not reached that stage in development. We are apparently working off of some very old journal entries on the nature of this. This was an extinct species that it was decided we would resurrect. Good job. Well, congratulations. Uh, do we have Quinzo any... does not take kindly to the sarcasm and just kind of turns on you, Steiner. It's like, I didn't decide any of this. He didn't decide any of this. We don't get to make these decisions. It happens outside of our control. We just want it fixed now. All right. Uh, that's fair. I owe you an apology. I am sorry. It was uncalled for. Yeah, no. Uh, this is obviously way more than... Uh, there's obviously more going on here than I have any room to comment on either. Do we... Uh, have any clues to go off of yet? No. No, no. We know that Perud is in your jurisdiction. Somewhere in California. Okay. 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 Mm. Uh, I guess, like, these things communicate by some as of yet unknown method, yes? Some sort of magical bond with each other. Uh, is there any way to detect that signal at all? It is not outside the realm of possibility. Hmm. Right, I'm going to attack that angle. Yeah. Dwyer just sort of rolls his shoulders and tells you, the two of us are at your disposal until this is done. Let us know what you need. We'll try to make it happen. Um, All right. Do you have anything that belongs to his kid? Uh, like toy, maybe a bit of hair uh, that would help with scrying a bit. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Any, any notable belongings that would be really useful to have. Uh, all right, so let's break this down. If 
Grant is actually just going to straight up scry for these things, then I would rather do something else rather than like build some kind of tracker. Uh, I think Roxanne is actually going to scry because she has her sympathetic magic. Yeah. Okay. So to to answer your guys's question before I did these hands out changes, uh, Quenso tells you, yes, we do know where they lived. Idria and the human hostage are not there. We don't know where they are, but we do know where they live. So if you need something from there, you can help yourself. Okay. I have a I have a question, actually. You said that they are um They can't be let go because they are too dangerous to be left on their own because of what they know, what they are capable of. Is it a is it a manner of that they are too useful or that they can't be trusted? Both. Fair enough. Eurice and Itria are two of the best researchers the Guildhall has seen in its entire history. Could not afford to let them leave. And also, were they to pursue further experimentation on Earth outside of the safety and containment of the Guildhall, there is risk of things of this nature just getting out and invading Earth. Right, right, right. That's obviously unacceptable, yes. Dweer just kind of looks pissed off and says, also, we kind of just don't want to let them get away with this. Right, I guess I'm simply just looking for any sort of bargaining chip for information if we run into them. I don't really intend to step in I don't really want to nor intend to step into um, you deciding you all deciding this internally my apologies Quenso rounds on the men folk and asks so what else do the two of you need well if Roxanne is going to do a scrying thing then I, that frees me up uh, I'd like to tackle the problem of removing them safely Please do. Anything you can think to ask for, we will do our best to provide. Um, well, I have to roll, and then I will see what I need. All right. So I am going to use science. Ah. And I say that because the actual move name is science with an explanation flowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, just as a refresher, because I haven't used this in a while. You may create gadgets or weapons to help you in your investigations. Tell the Keeper what you want the device to be capable of. Keeper will pick some of these options. I'm not going to list all of them because there's a lot. And after the Keeper has picked which it is, you may substitute one for a different option of your own choice. And then build the device to win whenever you satisfy their requirements. Okay, so here's... Here's the deal. You you know from the explanation that just extracting them is incorrect. If you do that, it will trigger the suicide network. And yeah. you don't want that. So not only do you need to extract it, you also need to break all of the mating pairs. And 
I can tell you that breaking the mating pairs is going to require information and components that you don't know and that's going to be non-negotiable that's that's going to be one of the big parts of this mystery and it is going to take some time to fabricate the severing method once it is done or once you have uh, acquired everything you need to actually create it but and also you're going to need help building it but none of the rest of them apply as for the extraction it's definitely going to require a use magic roll and it's also probably going to take some time to build once you figure out what you need but as of right now you are working on not enough information all right all right, so first things first, I, I need every record you have uh, detailing these things, these, what did you call them, the star-crossed parasites? Yes, um, we can get you all of their research notes. We'll need you to sign another contract to not ever reproduce any of the data or use it to synthesize any creatures. I really can't imagine why I would want to make any of these things, but all right. Um, okay, if Steiner is on that, what I would like to do, since Roxanne is on scrying duty and Steiner is on safe extraction duty, I kind of want to see if I can figure out a way to counter the suicide spell, so that way if he tries to pop it when he figures out what we're up to, then it just won't go off and it'll buy us some time to like I don't know get him under in order to extract him or whatever we need to do in order to uh, in order to get them out of him safely you could also work on a method of like this is sort of what you were saying but uh, I was gonna say you could work on some sort of method of like subdual since they're probably not gonna want to go safely and we're going yeah. to have to do this like without causing damage yeah I uh, like like, I can work on both of those, but I think right now, like, priority is stopping him from just killing himself so that way it sets off the entire network. Like, we can... Right. We can, like, do mundane methods of knocking him out if if it comes to that, but I'd prefer to, like, not have the suicide spell pop off. Okay. So when you voice that, the both of them look thoughtful, and then Quenso, like, snaps and points at Dweer, and he nods and uncrosses his arms and turns to you and says so then you and I are going to be working together to put together some sort of spell to thwart death for a short amount of time yeah just need to pump enough life into him yeah to keep him from triggering any sort of baked in suicide methods that he might have inside of him Right. we've been trying to touch him as little as possible to avoid tripping exactly that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, the smartest thing I've heard so far. Both of them frown at you. No, like, that's... Reputation I, I, down. I, I know that it wasn't your idea to do the Starcross Parasite thing, and, like, I'm I'm not blaming either of you, but, like, that's, that's really a smart... 
So like not touching him to make sure that it doesn't pop off, that's a good idea. That is literally probably the best thing you could have done. Quenso just turns and starts making her way back towards the entrance to the chamber, muttering something under her breath in Elvin that you don't quite catch. Yeah. Reputation with minor court loyalty decreases. We'll have to solve that problem later. Listen, my <laughs> charm score is not great. I'm role-playing that. <laughs> I'm is that the, that's the excuse, sure. That is, that is the excuse, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. What is your charm score? Zero. Your charm score is higher than mine is. <laughs> I just and, have okay, weird the only uh, reason, charm bullshit going on. The only reason it's zero and not negative one is because my charm is, is tied to my initiate thing, uh, my initiate class move, that I don't uh-huh. get to use until I choose a level up. So as you all are just kind of watching her go, Dweer just sort of like pinches the bridge of his nose and says, I apologize from on her behalf. She is as yet her mother's daughter. I feel like it's a perfectly valid thing to be angry over. Yeah. Kind of low-key insulted. No, this is definitely a lot of stress to be under. And also... Grant. Grant is a lot of stress to be under, yes. Okay, let's get on with doing the things that we need to do instead of sitting here roasting me. Sitting here and roasting me can come later. That's the best idea you've had yet. It's the smartest thing you've said so far. (laughs) I see. See, he did the thing. Okay, let's go. This is still considering roasting me. Let's do our damn job. Tweer just kind of hollers at the ceiling. Yes, if you would. Literally, I'm trying. So, like, so I will I will go with Tweer. Actually, like, before they leave, I am actually going to, like, pull Grant aside and just be like, Grant, I really, really, really need you to not piss off the courts this time he like, already you don't doesn't do it on, like me he i know you're not doing like it on me. purpose and i know he doesn't like you but just like don't make it worse i'm trying okay but like i put both my hands on grand shoulder and be like look i need you to like just a little bit harder for me okay i Please? I am trying my best, but I will continue to try my best for you. Thank you. Steiner uses his Doors of Perception spell to buff Grant's charm score for the rest of the mystery, because goddamn, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> do you want me to do actually, that? <laughs> actually, you might want to just buff my sharp because I roll manipulate someone with sharp instead. Yeah, but that's not, like, gonna make you, you know, less of... Anyway, let's go. <sighs> a dork. <laughs> dork.
Okay, so whomst are we following first? I'll go first since nobody immediately jumped to action. Alright. You are just sent straight out of the guild hall and there is already somebody waiting for you. It is a bloodhound person. Cool. Another one of the weird animal people hybrids that they've got here in the spring court. Nothing weird about a dog. Nothing weird about a dog, man. Wait a minute. Is it just Scruff McGruff? <laughs> no trench court, no fedora. They're dressed like a fae. I mean, they are helping us take a bite out of crime. <laughs> I mean, no matter how much you deny it now, I'm just going to be picturing Scruff McGruff. The two of you travel on foot a pretty good walk away from the palace. You wind up at some sort of like mangrove housing complex. I mean, that's a cool place to work as any or live, I mean. Yeah, the uh, the trees, like the base of the trunks are pretty high off the ground a couple dozen meters and the roots are all sort of knotted together and then reshaped in a way that forms small buildings like apartments that people can live in cool and you are led to one in particular and your escort guide question mark whatever just unlocks the door and opens it for you and then just stands to the side to let you in so you can just do what you need to do cool um hmm i think this is going to be one of those uh those roles i can't decide um, if it's investigate a mystery or read a bad situation well, what do you want to accomplish with the roll? And then I'll tell you what to roll. Well, honestly, I want to look for anything. <laughs> but uh, specifically, I'm looking for anything that looks like it was maybe not even necessarily important, but just like heavily used by a specific person. You know, like a, a hairbrush that was used a lot could be, could be something that you could consider a sympathetic token. Yeah. All right. So I think, I mean, it's the same role, but I think you want to investigate a mystery. You know, that's fair. Anyway, time to roll with brain. I believe in uh, you. Brain good, Roxanne. No. Oh, no. Brain bad. Oh, oh, that's no good. Um, so bad news. Your quarry is a bunch of high elves. The idea of sympathetic magic is not something that is known only to you. So everything that they own that they that you might have been able to use has either been destroyed or removed. Okay. Okay, so they removed everything from their home. Mm-hmm. 
but that doesn't mean that I that they've gotten rid of everything that I could theoretically I could potentially use here. Okay, so then I just need to figure out a different place that they might have spent a lot of time. Which I guess the next best option would be I need I uh, if at all possible I would need to see their labs. Hmm. Just head back to the guild hall and see if they left anything important in there. Yeah. You know, maybe like a nice pen that one of them got the other for a special event. Because they have to take notes, right? They do have to take notes. Speaking of taking notes, that sounds like a good opportunity to move over to Steiner. And Roxanne will be joining him at some point. So, Steiner... Alright, so I guess I'm just gonna, like, pour over these notes and try to figure out... Well, I guess gain as much understanding of these creatures as I can, first and foremost. Sounds like you, too, want to roll me investigate a mystery. I do. I do want to do that. Fifteen! Holy (laughs) shit! And you know what I have advanced? Hey... That means you get to ask me two questions, and they can be basically any question you want, so long as they can be, like, reasonably answered. Okay. What exactly do I need to know? I mean, I can't just straight up ask you how to safely extract these, because that's not going to be in these notes. What's the right I'm trying question to, to ask? <laughs> Keep in mind that the prince and the princess are not themselves scientists, so they might have given you incomplete bits of information. Right. Okay. So first and foremost, I think the most important thing for me to know, or at least the most important thing I can think of to ask, is why does removing this thing kill you? So these things just have an incredibly potent poison in their body. And if they become agitated enough, they have means of expelling it through literally every pore. Okay. So my now my thought is we have to neutralize that poison. Now need to know everything I can possibly know about that poison. <laughs> Unfortunately, according to their notes, and I'm not counting this as one of your holds, giving you this bit of information, they don't have a sample of it. All right, this is an extinct creature, so we can't just like go out and find one to get some poison from it. Mm-hmm. We don't have one just like handy. Correct. Is there descriptions of, like, detailing manners of death from this poison? Maybe I can work backwards. Um, what, you mean, like, does it clot all of your blood instantly or something? Is it a neurotoxin? Is it a paralytic? Like, maybe I can work backwards in there and get a head and just, like, find a foothold. Unfortunately, all you've got, and this is a simple enough answer that I'm not going to count this as a hold, is it's instantaneous and excruciating. Hmm. 
So probably a neurotoxin. You've got their research notes, and you've also got some sort of, like, diary. And a lot of the notes are based on the diary. Hmm. And the, the diary uses pretty imprecise language, which is why the best you've got on how the poison kills is it's instantaneous and excruciating. How do I know it's excruciating? It's also instantaneous. All right. Um, well, if I can't, if I don't have any poison samples to work off of, then I need to, in order to safely remove it, incapacitate it somehow. That runs the risk of triggering the mating bond. Hmm. But incapacitating it after severing the bond could be an idea, yeah. Alright. I'm just actually, I'm gonna sit on that hold for a little while until I have more information to work with, I think. Yeah, alright. And it's around that time that Roxanne enters the scene. I hope you're having better luck than I am, Steiner, because they, um, kind of basically torch their place as much as possible without actually burning it down. I have bits and pieces. I understand why it kills when it's removed. I just... The preventing is going to be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have brought us if it here if it wasn't going to be easy. You didn't have to find anything in there labeled uh, venom samples or anything. Just... just <laughs> I didn't happen to find anything at all in there is kind of the issue. Like... It was a long shot. Yeah. Do you see anything in here that, uh... looks well-loved, I guess? Actually, who's journalists? Shit. You know, it might... Maybe the journals, actually. Like... Oh, but... Mm. I've gleaned as much information from them as I think I can. Well, here's the thing about sympathetic magic, is it can backfire, and I don't want to... When it backfires, it backfires at the sympathetic token. Yes, well... Unless I find a formula for venom in here, I'm really I've pulled a lot from. Uh, still, hold off. I'll keep coming over this. The time being. I mean, Steiner is also a kind of wizard. He can help out if nothing else. Hmm. Okay. Well, I can. We can certainly give it a try. So, uh. Yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna try. Let's uh try to do some sympathetic magic. I to, believe in you. To uh, observe another place or time. See, I believe in Chloe, but I don't believe in the random number generator. I thought you were gonna say you believe in me, but you don't believe in Roxanne. <laughs> like, no, I, you I believe, believe in Roxanne before you believe in me. I believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> All right, uh, I've got a sympathetic token, so I get a plus one. 
11. How about just an 11? So, yeah, I want... You know, I want to know where they are, so I want I want to scry their location. Here's the funny thing, Roxanne. This, uh... This definitely isn't Yuris or Idria's journal. When you attempt to use it to scry, you get kind of a 404 message. Oh. The, the true owner of the journal doesn't exist anymore. Wait, what? They're dead, I'm guessing. Oh, is that how we know that it's excruciating? That was the final entry. (laughs) Oh god, this sucks so much. Oh god, oh no, I'm dead. (laughs) So, what I'm gathering is that this isn't theirs because it belonged to somebody else before they got it. So there is somebody who else who theoretically knows about these parasites at the very least. Or at least... (laughs) At least they used to exist. Yeah, this journal is somebody else's in the way that ownership can carry via death in sort of a... like a cosmic sense. Like a grandmother's wedding dress. Yeah, and they just have it and are using it to fabricate this parasite. I will give you this though. The the feeling you get of like this person, the the owner not being around anymore is like it stretches a long distance. Not not spatially, but temporally. So whoever's journal this is. They've been dead for a long time. Yeah. Well, that's not super helpful then, but I mean... It could be super helpful, actually. Right, okay. Like, if we can figure out who belonged to, they may have other research on the parasite, which may be helpful in the other, like, research paths we're taking to solve this problem. It might not help me figure out where they are, necessarily, but it will help, you know, Steiner and uh, Grant figure out how to handle the parasite. So Mm -hmm. the question then is, who does this belong to? And while you and, I guess, Steiner think about all of that information, let's swing over to Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Harrison. You and Dweer show up in the summer court. Okay. Chippo is there, but... uh, Oh, that's the prince. We're not doing foot races right now. No. (laughs) The the prince has a look on his face that says we are not having the fun times. Which is weird, because fun times is usually what the summer court is all about. So, as... As the two of you, like, power walk into the Summer Court's garden with a capital G, Mm -hmm. do you want to make any conversation with the prince? Uh, I will not for fear of pissing him off even more. So about that one time I, like, removed all my bones in a fight (laughs) with you, that was weird, right? I don't know why I did that. It seemed like a really good idea at the time, but now I'm just, like... 
<laughs> Moving your bones in a fight is not a great move. I understand that now, and I'd like to apologize. No, no, I'm I'm going to just stay quiet for fear of not. I don't think Nugget style is going to take off as a fighting form. <laughs> Soup style. <laughs> I'd like some fucking uh boneless Grant. Uh, can I get a boneless karate? <laughs> I think I already made a joke in that very in the episode where he did that about yep. him being the fucking uh, senator from the X Men movies. Oh yeah, I know I referenced that. Someone did at least. So Grant, if you're not going to make conversation, he actually will. He he will make a comment part way through that the queen's has been speaking of you in unusually high regards lately. Oh. Any reason why? We don't often have humans with so little sense in their heads that they are willing to patron themselves to a court royal. So it's an interesting experience and you aren't disappointing. Cool glad that I'm not living up to expectations in a good way. You are very on edge today. Um, trying not to piss you off all more than you already are pissed off at me for a multitude of reasons that are perfectly reasonable. He just sort of waves his hand next to his face like he's trying to fan away a fly. It's like, there's very little that you could say at this point that I I feel, I feel like you have enough sense in your head to not say things that you know are going to piss me off. And outside of those things, I don't know if there's a lot that you could say. Okay. Well, that's... Also, good to know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, it's, I want to get this done. I've, I just don't want to, I want to get this done. And I want to get it done right. So that way, uh, an innocent child does not die. Because there's something I need to talk to my sister about, but I think there's enough blood on my hands already. So. All right. Well, he's not interested enough in you to pry into what cryptic, nonsense you're skirting around so I mean to be fair Grant doesn't know too much about it either so he's not being cryptic on purpose he's being cryptic because he literally does not have the information that he wants to divulge so yeah but Dweer doesn't know that yeah fair enough so the two of you I guess just sort of like walk in a semi awkward silence for the rest of the way like, you can't really put Dweer out. He's too important for that. But mm-hmm. you're just kind of like twiddling your thumbs as you march towards the garden. And you arrive in there. And it is as it was the last time you were here. This sort of greenhouse-esque, but in addition to the air being thick with heat and loud with the buzz of 
strange fey pollinators of some form or another. It is also awash with magic of a very summer genre. So, Grant, you are trying to make a spell that would thwart death for long enough to make sure everything goes off safely. And you no longer know anything about the aspect of death on purpose. So, how do you begin? You have the greatest font of wild magic research and development in all the Feywilds at your disposal. What do you do? There, is there any way that I can pull up like notes on stuff like this? Like if it's ever been done before? Like we, like magic has existed for an extremely long time, possibly since time existed. So maybe someone's done something similar to this before. Uh, give me a brain roll. Okay, brain roll. Roll me brain. Brain is okay. Brain got eight. Brain got eight. The The main issue for this specific line of inquiry is that uh, elves and j- just fey in general don't really, like, concern themselves too much with longevity. They're hard to kill and very long-lived. It's, it's not something they worry about too much. Okay. Uh, so... In that case, I will ask Dweer, uh, so what do you think a good starting point for something like this would be? Like, we can't, obviously, just pumping so much life into it that it would just not happen probably wouldn't work. So what, what do you think a good starting angle of attack should be for this? just sort of folds his arm and tilts his head back so he's staring at the ceiling and like taps his foot in thought and he snaps his fingers he's um we do actually have a something of a preservation spell that would be a good starting point Come, I this way to- this way I oh okay I I I thought we were going to look I was going to look directly up at the uh, bearded Viking and <laughs> it, yes it, it's just uh, he's oh. not in the garden he's out oh. in the front okay. palace oh okay all right yes I, I am, that that is exactly <laughs> what I was talking about good catch <laughs> okay yeah you are led back out into the main throne room where there is still that like short red-headed man in very old clothes just sort of like tied to the wall with ivy in a way that doesn't look uncomfortable despite how it sounds and he is like sleeping peacefully and we're motions at him just we've had him here for hundreds of years your time he has not aged a day probably closer to a thousand or something like that shrugs your time is nonsense and convoluted and I don't care to keep too close a track of it 
I feel the same way about your time. Okay, we we can't bond over our mutual hatred of our of our dimensions times. That's just a weird thing to bond over. Anyway, I'm going to start investigating about how, how this magic works. <laughs> All right. Roll me investigator mystery, I guess. All right. That's an 11. That is an 11. Uh, so... You get three, counting your bonus question. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. What sort of magic was done here? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of my bonus question, because that's, like, there we go. You're very welcome. So, between your stint as a wizard detective and the research notes that are you know, you know Dweer has to like go rooting around for the information that you guys are going to need because it's been a couple hundred years your time since this guy was strung up you don't you know they don't need to be reviewing those notes they're kind of archived but yeah they, they they are eventually found, and you do have the workings of a longevity spell. Okay. Basically, the confines of the spell are, like, effectively indefinite life, so long as you have a high enough power source and you do absolutely fucking nothing. Like, as you examine this guy, you realize he's not even breathing. His heart isn't beating at all. If you really get in there, he's got no brain activity. So this guy is in perfect stasis. And if that's broken at all, the spell will malfunction. Okay. Um, so there's your basis. There's my basis. Um, what is being concealed here? Like, is there any anything else about this spell that could go wrong, potentially? There's a footnote at the end of the packet of papers that tells you that they knocked him out before placing the spell on him, and they don't know what would have happened if they hadn't done that first. Okay... Um, I can't think of another question here that would be relevant, so I'm going to hold on to my second question. All right. So while you contemplate your next step, how you want to proceed with that information, let's swing on back to the other two. Roxanne, Steiner. Hi, it's me. I'm the other two. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I am the other two. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, uh, Roxanne and um, uh, uh, other Roxanne, I guess. Oh, no, no. We play each other's characters for the rest of the session. That's how this is going to go. Oh, no. I don't want to know what that's like. <laughs> um, you started this. You opened this can of worms. Can of snakes, please. <sighs> can of deep sea centipedes. Um, so, you have a journal that 
is like cosmically owned by someone who's been dead for a long ass fucking time you know a, a tiny bit about the parasites Steiner still has one ask me anything hold what's next well unless Steiner needs me here I want to go see if I can hunt down who owned this journal beforehand it feels like going to ask the princess if she knows where the journal came from would be like going to ask the CEO who does who handle who's like in charge of the mailroom or something like that. It feels like I'm jumping too high up the ladder for this question. Okay. I want to find like I don't know the quartermaster or whatever. Hmm. Okay. Okay, you can ask around and figure out who's, like, in charge of research materials, and I'm I'm not going to put this one to a roll. You eventually find the person who's in charge of the research archives. She tells you that uh, she doesn't fucking know where that journal came from. It predates her. I have my head in my hands. (laughs) That's why you didn't make me roll. You weren't being, you weren't going easy on me. You just, I just like went the wrong way with this. Okay. What I'm doing is not so subtly telling you that you had the correct first step and then like turned ninety degrees away from it. I should just go ask the princess where who it belongs to. If the journal predates the archive head, probably need to go above her. Alright, well, let's go... I'm going to go ask the princess, then. She is just kind of milling around the lab in a very obviously nervous, I'm-keeping-myself-physically-busy kind of way. Ah, your highness. Can I have a moment of your time? Yes. What do you need? Ah... So this journal uh, doesn't belong to Idria or Eurice. Who did this belong to? Do you know? I don't. It's older than I am. So I guess that would just leave the king then. I can, I can clear the court. I can clear the throne room if you need it. Yes, if I could, if I could uh, have a moment of his time just to ask if he knows who this belongs to, because whoever owned this book is very much not alive anymore. I know that much. Hmm. All right, let's get, let's go then. Thank you. She'll take you back up to throne room and she does some sort of like signal with her hands at the king and king nods and finishes up his conversation he's as always has like a line of people who want to talk with him but then he just dismisses everybody who's in line Uh, your majesty um I have a very simple question for you. Do you know who 
uh, this research journal belonged to before it was uh, handed off to, well, the uh, current researchers. My understanding, I'd never met the individual, but they were a traveling companion of my sire. Hmm. Yo, Adol! <laughs> Go back to California. Hey, Adol, you know whose book this is? <laughs> hey. You know how you, like, tried to wipe out all of the really horrible shit that lived in Feywilds? Well, they made some more of it. Hey, you joke, but, uh... <laughs> I yeah, did no. say that these things went extinct. I didn't say how. No, I am. No, I, I figured, figured they went extinct for a reason. Yeah, like, I 100% figured that Adel killed them all off, and now they're like, let's Jurassic Park this shit! Well, before I go for that option, as funny as it would be. <laughs> so then I feel like they're a traveling companion of animals. Maybe I need to go to the center? The king and princess both, like, have a moment of visible shock that you know that name. <laughs> Wait, the center or Adel's name? The center. Right. I wasn't aware it was it was such like a secret thing. I guess I should have. No, it's just it's it's an esoteric aspect of the Feywilds. Most people right. don't know about it. Most people don't know that there was a pre-court era. That's fair. I mean, I didn't know that before the, when this campaign started. Roxanne Bastion of all knowledge. So, um... I mean, if we're gonna go find knowledge, I guess I should get in on this. Yeah, uh... I I don't know, drag Steiner along by the sleeve. Ooh. Uh, I understand I would probably... I would need your permission to, to, to go there. But, um... If you think it would be helpful to the investigation, I'd like to, uh, check... It is unorthodox to send anybody to the center for reasons other than potentially cataclysmic events. But if there is no other option, do you believe that there are other routes you could pursue that would yield you useful information without having to go to the center? Well, if we knew where this person used to live, that would be a start. Oh. I do have another tack I could take first. I can't guarantee that it would be the correct one, so I may have to come back here afterwards. But I do know a place where things are stored that shouldn't be forgotten. Oh, hey. Ah. Yes, I'll, I'll, ch I'll check there first, uh, if you... If you'll excuse me, Your Majesty. Sorry for, uh, taking up your time. It is preferable to me that you pursue these other methods first, so... 
think nothing of it. Uh, Steiner, while we're here, do you need to ask him anything? <laughs> uh, not unless the center has a sample of this neuro, whatever toxin these things produce. You get a shrug on that from the king. So I really have nothing. Shall we? Shall we go then? Yeah. Uh, have I ever tried going there straight from the Feywilds before? Well, you haven't. I don't see why it should be any different. That's fair enough. I guess I'm just going... There's no reason I can't go from B to C if I can go from A to B and A to C. Yeah. What if there were, like, some really high rocks in the way? I would simply teleport over them. <laughs> no, they're really... Good to y'all, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> they're really pointy, too. Yeah, I just teleport and take... Uh, Steiner with me. Do you want me to roll for it? Uh, nah. Okay. Uh, so that... That teleportation seems like a good opportunity to switch back to Grant. Okay. So, Grant, you have the foundation for your please don't die for the time being spell. Mm-hmm. How do you proceed now? I kind of want to test it on something like something that nobody would really miss if it would just you know get fucked up by incredible amounts of untested magic going into it because it was conscious while they did the spell that uh, the person was supposed to be unconscious for so let's get like a bug or something and test it out on that and make sure and like see if we can fucking stasis a bug while it's still conscious and see if that still works. I know that this is an exceptionally unkind thing, but my first thought was when you said, we need to get something that nobody, and my brain auto-completed that sentence to miss, and then my thought was okay, so Grant is going to be our test subject. Okay, you say that, but I thought the exact same thing. My thought was, so Dweer turns to you and stabs you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I'm not going to make you roll to... I know two people who would miss me. I'm not going to roll to make you procure a test subject. There are plenty of those in the garden. Yeah. I am going to make you roll plus weird to test out this spell, however. Do I get my plus one from my arm? No. Okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you can work this spell, but no, you are going to have to knock them out because when you try and stasis something that is conscious... It's, um, that's some bad times for them. Oh, oh, oh look at the, the bug. Oh, the, I feel bad for the bug. And I, that the entire purpose of getting a bug was that I didn't feel bad. Yeah, no, it's essentially what happens is that you like 
is that trying to stasis an active brain essentially induces a hyper seizure. Oh, poor bug. <laughs> Dweer just kind of has an ill look on his face. I know, right? It's just. Uh... Uh, do you know anything to, like, knock him out magically without him really noticing? I. We have knockout spells, yes. Alright, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't figure out what we're doing and then knock him out and stasis him. There is the issue of whether the parasite will consider the stasis spell as an assault and trigger the kill. Yeah. Is there a way to just like make him naturally feel sleepy? Just like not not just suddenly just go to sleep, but just like get real tired and go to sleep willingly. You know what works great on bugs for that? Make him cold. <clears throat> hey, we know somebody that casts cold magic. <laughs> really? I wonder who. <laughs> it's Roxanne. Oh, okay. <laughs> like in labs when they have to like have flies and stuff not be buzzing around and insects not be you know doing that they put them in the fridge for a couple minutes <laughs> that's great for the insect less great for the changeling yeah it probably works on people too I know I sleep better when it's cold Dweer does answer you that they might need to call in a specialist but a way of bringing him gradually to sleep would be uh, it would not be impossible it would be something they could make happen okay so yeah uh i'm guessing i mean at this point we're gonna just have to get all the specialists we can get because i would like these people to survive and now Dweer looks thinky, and he's like, oh, but then we would have to bring more people into the guild hall, especially that level of security on the guild hall, and telling them how much information could we get away with not telling them. I would need to go consult with my betters on this one. All right. Yeah. Uh, do what you can. Just sort of, like, flicks his hand at you. Go find a way to make yourself useful in the meantime. Okay. I guess I'll go try and help out, uh, Roxanne and Steiner with their project, since my project, since my end of the project is currently, uh, in hiatus. Speaking of Roxanne and Steiner... Well, bad news for you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're in a completely different dimension that Grant has no access to. Yeah, Grant yeah, spends like, 10 minutes like, wandering gonna... around. Guys? Guys? Where'd, where'd you go? Guys? guys? Hello? Guys. What? You pop your head into the spring throne room and ask, like, hey, where'd the rest of my team go? And Quenzo's <laughs> like, they fucked off to another dimension and didn't actually explain anything. <laughs> so, Roxanne, Steiner... You're in Elysium. Hey. <sighs> hey, what do? Uh, I guess I'm going to find the first angel that I recognize. You're all right. 
I'm gonna say that you run into bad news and casual. They're just yeah. kind of like hanging out outside of the main building. They do seem like the type that hang out together a lot. So just walk up and say, Hey guys, I have a weird quest. Hey kid. Hey, big guy. What's um what's going on? So uh Hmm. We need something that no longer exists. This seems to be the place to get that. Yeah, pretty much. We got a book from somebody who's dead, and we're wondering if uh by dead they ended up like here? Uh, any more information would be useful. Well, see, well, I can't saw, um, what was it, a companion of Adel, so... Yeah, they were a traveling mm. companion of Adel. Presumably, they were either archiving the things that Adel wiped out for posterity, or they were just writing about things they were interested in. Uh, I have their journal right here, if it helps at all. I have unfortunate news, then. We only have a single tenant of the pre-court era under our care. And you have already met them. Uh, I thought you might say as much. Well, do you have, um, say... A large, multicolored worm burrows into chests, uh, is impossible to remove without killing the host, uh, death is excruciating, any of those lying around? We would not keep such a thing here. Then, uh, uh, do you know anyone who happens to have one, you know, just lying around? <laughs> you know anybody that knows anything you got any here that knows anything about bugs that we can pick the brain of casual chest kind of shrugs I'm I'm pretty sure we got some like entomologists stashed around here somewhere I don't know about pre-court era fey entomologists though I'd have to check with the boss and we're just kind of running into dead ends and also like I, I I need to check this lead thoroughly before I can go check my other lead because the other guys are a real stickler for rules did you have like a medical wing where you might have anti-venom samples or something maybe <laughs> We would have sooner kept the person who could make the anti-venom than the anti-venom itself. Well, do you have one of those? I'm kind of grasping at straws here. I'm... Should we just go ask the heir? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't got perfect knowledge of this place, kid. I figure if anybody does, it's going to be the one in charge. All right. It was nice to see you again. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not stabbing my friend. They'll come with you. 
into the audience chamber. Oh, you're, you're, you're just you're going to. Well, this is awkward now. <laughs> they both have weird faces that don't emote properly, but they are both definitely giving you some kind of look. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're supposed I to be the awkward were, one here, Steiner. I thought maybe you were busy. I've never. I've been there all of once. So, the four of you in the main audience chamber, blind air in their crystal, and now they're just kind of in the habit of materializing a projection rather than talking directly into your brains. And they do. It's just a... a a little ghost of the little blind air sort of floating in front of you two, letting you get the first word. My little ghost buddy. Ah, hey, so... Working on for information on a thing that was, like, around before the courts were that uh, Adel kind of wiped off of the face of the Feywilds because, uh, for good damn reason. And we're coming up short on leads and you seem to have seem to be the best person to, like, ask about these kind of things. You would seem to know, like, what all is here and if anything would be, like, useful. So I guess... We're here because, like, we need any kind of lead, like any kind of information stored here that might be helpful to neutralizing this thing or finding it or whatnot. Also, how are you doing? Are you just having a good day, just like in general? To answer the lesser of the questions, we are, as we always are, well enough. Thank you for asking. They seem genuinely uh, uh, unsure how to handle that question. Nobody's asked. I always feel awkward, like, asking personal questions, because I always feel like I'm interrupting something. They always seem way too busy. Sorry if I've, like, been rude so far. We would have been shocked if you felt cordial enough to speak so casually and friendly with us, Roxanne Harrison. We are aware of how you feel about us. I think I have changed my opinion on you quite a bit, actually. We will take your word for it and pursue that change in opinion when things are less dire to answer the more pressing question we have been disallowed from storing anybody here who would have knowledge of things that the sovereign has specifically endeavored to remove from existence it is one of the few limitations on our actions here in Elysium that has been placed on us. 
The Sovereign wished for such information to never propagate again, and so no saving of it would ever be allowed. So I guess we've kind of had a dead end then. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the procedure. The only guidance that we could think to give you is that we know of precisely one individual who knows how to kill your target. Having done so from experience in the past. Are you going to go tell me to go talk to Adel? That is all we have to offer you at this time. This is unfortunately one of the most thorough blind spots in our knowledge. Okay. Well, can I ask you a question then? Of course you may. Do you think if we show up asking for information, he's going to try and kill us? It would depend upon how you present yourselves. The Sovereign has a way about them that causes them to be interested in doing things in dramatically appropriate ways. Our connection with them tells us that they are looking forward to your fated confrontation. And so they would be unlikely to break that confrontation so long as you do not give them cause. Right. It just, it just seems fair. It just seems weird just to pop in and just like, hello, um, your grandkids kind of remade one of those things you were you know, labor to exterminate forever, and we've been tasked with killing it. Do you mind sharing information about that? Also, how are you doing? Uh, we fixed that girl you cut in half, by the way. <laughs> well, don't tell him that. We sympathize with how socially awkward this interaction will most certainly be. But again, we can offer you no other alternatives. Uh, let's just go to the center. I'd really rather do that than have to go talk to Adel in any capacity. If you don't want to go, I'll go myself. Uh, do you know how it went last time? You got split into three different people. Yeah, but he can't do that this time. I'm, I'm made of different stuff now. Literally and figuratively. I s- God, if you go, I can't let you go alone, and I've- uh, Fine. You know what? This is going to be so weird. Steiner? Hmm. I'll save you the trouble and just not give you the choice. And I'm just going to tell a word out of there. <laughs> Excuse me, you have to take me home! <laughs> now I have a reason to come back. <laughs> Steiner's just gonna kind of awkwardly kick his feet in Elysium for a bit. <laughs> so, uh... Read any good books lately? 
you know, despite how awkward this whole conversation has been, it's actually been kind of pleasant to come here and talk to you people again. I didn't really get a chance to socialize last time. Boy, I hope that guy doesn't kill her. The blind hair kind of cocks their head. It's like, it is exceptionally unusual for us to interact with individuals who we did not create. So this is novel for us as well. Uh, do you want to know about things about the human world? Do you want to talk about that? Our knowledge is far beyond yours. However, interacting with you is not unpleasant. <laughs> we are more interested in opinions and feelings, since those are not things that we are well versed in. Uh, Alright, give me a topic then. I'll give you my opinions <laughs> and feelings about that. Please cut away! <laughs> The blind heir asks you about your favorite pasta dish. And then the camera swings over to Roxanne. Oh, Let's see man. what is going to be my, by far the less awkward conversation. So, Roxanne, where exactly are you going? Well, like, hmm. I figure, like, the the tunnel that was made isn't there anymore, right? But there was, like, a chamber no. that we... What? Tunnel's still there. I thought they, like, closed it off before they, uh... They... Groovy closed up the tunnel into the tunnel like from the surface to the the big fucking cavern that the great worm is in but the cavern is still fully intact yeah okay i was going to go like to the cavern before getting to the uh, getting to adel because like i don't know I didn't want to just, like, pop into the room he's in, I guess. Yeah. As much as possible. That's it's valid. There isn't, like, a room. It's one massive cylinder underneath California. But you don't want right. to just, like, be in front of him and be like, what up, mouse? <laughs> a mouse. A mouse. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yes. you can you can pop into the tunnel a, a couple, I don't know, maybe like a dozen yards off and then just walk the rest of the way. And as before, you know, assuming you don't do something to create light, the only source of light down here is just the sort of ambient glow that Adel gives off. Yeah. And again, as before, he is sitting up on the head of the worm and steps off of it and floats down to ground level. And I'm not even going to make you roll for this because it is a stark enough change that you recognize it immediately. Uh, last time you were here, 
Adel only had one arm. Now he doesn't. He has two arms. Yes. He has six. Big no. deal, so do I. Just two. However, there's a, there is a bit of extra information onto that that I do want you to roll sharp to maybe try and get. Okay, I can roll sharp. An uh, eight. Yeah, an eight. Something is off about his new hand. Can't quite, you know, the rest of his presence is sort of overwhelming you, so you can't, like, scrutinize too closely. But something about his new hand is bugging you. Hmm. Well, that's something I'm going to have to lay up awake at night about, but, uh... Okay. He just sort of tilts his head like slightly back from you, like he's looking down the bridge of his nose. He asks, Well, little actor, I cannot say that I expected you to visit me before we were destined to fight. Yeah, I... Well, I wasn't particularly keen on the idea either, but, well, I wanted information, and it seemed like something you would be, it seemed like information you might be interested in providing. It kind of shakes his head, just not, not in a no way, but just like tilting it left and right, sort of a loosening up their neck kind of way and then steps, and it's the kind of, like, untraceably fast step that he did when you fought him before, and now he is, like, within arm's reach of you. We really need to figure out how to counter that. We got a, we got a, we got a guy working Fucking on it. Fucking working on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's very extremely intimidating. I hope I'm not coming off. I'm coming across as frivolous here. I realize that you want to kill everybody, me and everybody I know. But I'd rather not pussyfoot around this. So I know you spent unmeasurable to me time wiping everything that you thought you figured was too dangerous to leave alone in the Feywilds off the face of the Feywilds or locking it up if you couldn't. And your progeny, the kings and queens of the court, at least one of them has succeeded in bringing something back for whatever reason they decided to do it. There is a flash of naked disappointment across their face, but they school it down. <sighs> it's um called the star-crossed parasite. And I don't expect easy answers or anything from you. 
because that's not the nature of our relationship. But I figured you would like them dealt with because you don't want them, you wouldn't want to deal with them again, just in general. Is there anything you would be willing to share with me about cleanly dealing with this? Oh, there is plenty I could tell you of how to kill those little insects. The question, little actor, is what price you are willing to pay for that information. What do you have in mind? I got like three bucks on me. <laughs> Tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs> God oh, wow. damn it, I, I thought the pocket. Loch Ness Monster was fake. That's about the time I realized that it wasn't the ancient progenitor of all elfin kind, but it was actually an ancient reptilian amphibious monster from the uh, fucking uh, Triassic era. I, I thought we agreed, Cat. The Loch Ness Monster and all its subsidiaries were fake. <laughs> is is Tree Fitty a Loch Ness Monster meme? Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't actually know that until just now. <laughs> so, it'll just kind of shrugs in a, in a way that comes off more dismissing the question than not having an answer, and instead just returns, I'm more interested in what you think you can offer me. The part of yourself that you left behind in Grant for whenever he met your um, lover, did you feel that or was that just a part of you that you didn't? That was myself in full. Okay. It would have been a shitty bargain anyway. I don't really think it would have been fair. So, Roxanne, as you contemplate and turn over options in your head, you also become aware of... Adel not being the only other thing in this tunnel besides you and the worm. You you notice out of the corners of your eyes as you think and think and think that those bits of you that Adel tore out back in July are like mm -hmm. stalking towards the two of you. Oh, great. So, we'll, um, we'll figure out how to resolve this situation next time. Hooray. 
so end of session. I know we had a couple of failed rolls. I don't suppose we had any. Uh, looks like just just Roxanne failed one. I don't suppose that got you to a level. Nah, nah. I am too experienced away from my next level. All right. So probably by the end of this hunt, I will have leveled. Cool, cool. And I don't suppose. I know I'm springing this on the two of you a bit, but I don't suppose either Ape or Chloe knows what they want for their gear, either new piece of gear or gear upgrade. Oh, shit, that was a thing. That was a thing, yes. I also forgot to ask you about it since last session, so... Yeah. Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks. It has. For everybody. The fucking holidays, my guy. <laughs> I got holidays brain. <laughs> so if the answer is no, then that's fine. We've, you've still got time. Here, I'm, I'm, I'll put a sticky note on my computer for this. Oh, you do that too? I have three post-it notes on my primary monitor of things to not forget uh... related to this game. I got one on my monitor, one, two, three, four, five, six on my, uh, and I've got six on my, like, actual tower to my right, but these are, um. All right, so, uh, good session, everybody. I decided to, rather than just, like, come out with a big monster for you to fight, give you, like, a puzzle with weird and difficult solutions. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, no, I like the weird shit. I like it when you do stuff like this. I would have done more if my campaign did not have to end as early as it did. (laughs) It lost all momentum. And I'm excited to like have an excuse to have my players interact face to face with the big bad who has just been hiding in a tunnel 100 miles away for most of the campaign you all have only ever talked to like psychically I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to go because I would just be like incredibly rudely sarcastic the entire time did you like (laughs) actually want to go you sounded like you didn't want to go that's why I did that no, it's like in character that Sire wouldn't want to go, but if he did get dragged there, he'd just be just the worst, just the biggest asshole the entire time. See, that's probably a good thing I didn't bring you then. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. even though, even though, like, I don't think we could actually hurt his feelings or anything like that, I feel like, uh, dude is it. I mean, dude's spiteful enough to literally commit genocide. So uh, I feel like he's spiteful enough to do something that just because it would piss us off. Hey, Steiner, want to lose your cool robot arm for a second time to this same guy? Oh, I got my nice sword in that one, though. (laughs) Uh, Well, we've got a lot of shit to figure out next time. Speaking of next time, this time, thank you for being here for this time, folks at home. I hope you're enjoying this one as much as I'm enjoying running it. Uh, I like these unusual hunts. 
And speaking of this time, next time, please be here for it. I'll be disappointed if you're not, because I like it when other people enjoy this thing that I do. Yes. And speaking of next time, this time, have a good this time, folks at home, for whatever the rest of your this time is going to be. Probably sometime in 2021. Good night. I still really want fruit by the foot. (laughs) (laughs) That entire conversation. No, no. I might actually keep that bit in. (laughs) Mm. Hmm. We'll see.